All right. Welcome to another episode of Addicted to the Q. We are Brad and Brian, and we have some special guests with us for the bar- for the barbecue Q table. Machete Boys, Wrecking Crew Barbecue, Damn Fine Beef and Swine, and Gold and Blue Barbecue. How are you guys doing tonight? All right. Not too bad. All right. Good, first, we want, good first, we want to thank our sponsors, King Louie's Meat Apostle, Rum Runners, Hunsaker Smokers, Ink Bird, Butcher's Barbecue, The Good Charcoal, and Springer Mountain Farms. And a question for everyone in the comments. What is your the biggest thing you try to get accomplished in the off-season? Leave us a comment. Now on to our guests. So what is – I'll start with you guys. Um, what's – we'll go around. What is the biggest thing you guys do in the off-season? Do you make changes? Do you practice? Do you say, I'm never going to touch barbecue until I have to cook another contest? Or what's what's your guys' off-season rituals usually like? Well, there's not much snow to shovel in Minnesota this year, which makes getting the smokers in and out of the garage and the sheds really easy. So we've just been getting ready for Houston Livestock Rodeo Show here in a few weeks and uh, trying to take as many reps in as possible just because uh, we, we have no contest to get to to cook right now. So um, lots of backyard practice for us. But that's normal protocol for machete boys in the wintertime. Travis, Travis, you're next. What's your yeah, biggest I'm probably, season? I'm probably one of those guys. I won't actually do any practice cooks until like the week before our first hunt. So I don't think I've cooked any competition barbecue since Zombie Q October, on the last weekend of October. Um, I kind of use the all season really just to kind of get as much family time in as we can before we start hitting hard. So um, that's really about it. Um, we'll we'll play around with some some flavor profiles on like pork chops or something, but other than that, we really don't do a whole lot. We might. Might change out all the gaskets on the drums or something, but really, we don't really do a whole lot of practicing. Alan, you cook for a living because you work for a grilling company now, but you don't do any competition cooking, do you? Oh, we don't cook there. I just make my lunch there. We just do the supplies and whatnot. So you just uh, lay in the smoker. Yeah, mess around all day. That's, that's all we do. It's barbecue store life. Um, no, really, I just. Kind of like Travis, take time with uh, the family, uh, stop by David's, harass him, tell him his chicken sucks. It was it was very, very <laughs> shitty this weekend. I will give it that. I have not dialed in an HLSR chicken yet, but we're going to get there. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to do half chickens, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's a completely different beast. And I don't know, man. Like, I'm on the verge of spending that 250 to go find somebody's class out on the internet to take with us. <laughs> I'm right. going to give it one more go in the morning and see if I can figure out what I'm doing wrong and try a couple of different things. But it's a it's a different beast, man. The rest of it I'm not worried about, but that chicken's got me uh, got me shook right now for sure. Yeah. Yeah, really uh, not a whole lot else going on in the wintertime for us. Just trying to figure out what we're doing for next season. Ryan, yeah, we've got a um, – can't say that we've practiced too much in the off season. I'd love to say that we have, but yeah, realistically, that's not wouldn't be true. Um, honestly, there was I have a list on my phone of a lot of stuff that I wanted to cook that during the season we just didn't have time to do. So I've been cooking a lot of the stuff on the list that you know, just some more fun stuff or do whatever. 
um, but still try to, you know, get the smokers out and do that. And I've thought a lot. I mean, I guess if my version of off season prep is more so just thinking about last season and trying to figure out kind of what went right, what went wrong, what we can fix and do a little bit differently. Um, and then I just, you know, I need to, I need to find the time to actually implement some of that stuff, but you know, we'll get there. We've had a lot going on. So yeah, yeah. a kid, you know, it's kind of yeah. important. <laughs> so I have a question from the comments from daddy Dutch barbecue. Please ask David Ellis if he has ever been smoked out by another competitor at a competition. <laughs> it's only happened to me once and it was daddy dutch because I, I made the mistake of picking a new spot that uh uh what contest ktd down there and i don't know what he was doing man like he had about 1200 smokers out there um all of them fired up and i'm going to put my brisket on and he's got like a full-fledged stage five fire ball bellowing out of one of those things and he's laying on the ground and I had no idea what he's going on, but eventually I think they got it shut down and, and uh, he ended up getting a call for Turkey, but I think he about burned everything else up or, or was it in that oh, drum. Uh, I don't know what it was, man. Are he over? It was, it was a bit over smoked. Let's say that I bet. So, uh, but uh, he was a good guy, man. It was good to, uh, good to get to know. Auger him. fire. Yeah. Auger fire. That's what it is. See those pellet heads out there. You know, you got to watch out for those augers. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll backfire on you, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That was uh that was an interesting interesting thing because we were trying to figure it out, but not be uh not be too much in his space and make sure we kept our lids closed so we didn't pick up any of that stuff coming out of his uh coming out of his camp. So it was a good day. Uh, that would be a little fun to go out there and just see nothing but smoke billowing out. Uh, um, so quick next question: What is you guys' first comp of the year that you guys have? Well, you're next weekend, I guess, at Houston. Is that next weekend or the following weekend? No man, we still uh, we've got about a month till Houston, so uh, the twenty third is when that is. So I got uh, I got about a hundred more chickens to cook to try to get it right before then, and uh, about three weekends to get it done in. There you go. How many uh, people are you gonna have go down uh, with you down to Houston? I know that's usually kind of a little bit of a bigger affair. <laughs> uh, is that is that a prompted question? I feel like that somebody set no. me up on that one. Um, no, I feel like that, we, hey, that'd be great. Any other year, I would, yeah. probably would have uh, would have tried that, but no. Yeah, no. Um, we've got about a hundred people. I feel like coming down there with us for Houston. Um, but it, this is a, a once in a lifetime kind of deal for us, um, and it's something that was been on my list to do forever. So, you know, I want to share it with uh, as many people as I can. Share that experience with people. So we've got absolutely Alan and Corey and Shaney from the Smokestack are coming down just because they support the team. Um, you might have caught on social media that uh, I'm cooking briskets down there that are raised here in Minnesota. That's a Wagyu cross, which is pretty cool. So the farmer that uh, raised those briskets come down and hang out with us. Um, and then, of course, I've got uh, Alyssa, um, my significant other. Um, then I've got uh, my mom and my sister might join us. And then uh, I've got my buddy Matt from uh, he uh, he supports the team. He just moved to Tennessee, Whiskey Creek Barbecue. He's going to be down there. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting some people, uh, and I've got some family in Houston, so I've, I've extended an offer for them to come on by. So I'm going to roll out a ticker tape of names for the security guard to get in the champions role and hopefully they let them all in. We'll see how it goes. But, uh, you know, it's, if, if someone's out there and, uh, you know, they just reach out and say, hello, it's, uh, in the Houston area, we'd love to see you. Um, you know, it's barbecue is fun for us. It's all about community and sharing those experiences and, you know, win, lose or draw, we're going down there and have a good time and put up a good show. So. Um, you know, we, we want to share that experience with as many people as possible. So it'd be fun. Oh yeah, bud. 
It does sound like a blast. Yeah. That one, though, you have to bring – you can't trim anything until you get there, right? Isn't that the one they provide the meat and you kind of have to tag it or whatever? Or no, you, you have to bring your own meat, but you can't trim it till you get there. But it's it's easy trim work, right? It's two chickens, two briskets, and two ribs. So that's not going to take very much time. The hard part is figuring out uh, – like I've got my rib situation sorted because I'm getting, I've gotten some help from Prairie Fresh and from Robert Smith from – uh first class barbecue they're gonna they're gonna get us set up with the ribs while we're down there which is awesome but uh i'm gonna have alan mule some spices and stuff down in his luggage and i'm gonna mule down the briskets in my luggage and uh divide some other some other things that i need for the cook amongst the team and some other people and we're gonna try and get as much down there as we can and uh in luggage and then the rest will just uh i'm gonna get there in town on tuesday so i'll go shopping on tuesday so that way i can enjoy the rest of the week and get everything that i need but yeah, it's uh, preparing to cook out of town without your own equipment is a whole different beast, man. But uh, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. You're bold right your status where you fly into a competition in a, in a Toyota Corolla or Camry or whatever the hell it was. I, I think the key to that, though, was he rolled up and he uh, he said to the guy as he was rolling in, you ever seen anybody win this in a Prius? Right. So I got to make sure That's I, uh, it. I, I, I yeah. rent a Prius or some kind of electrical vehicle, maybe a cyber truck or something. And and uh, you know, drop a drop a line at the security guards. Uh, so I got a good story to tell, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, that would be that yeah. would be hard to get everything to a comp when you're so far away. That would, yeah. So Travis, what are you cooking first of the year? You got any big yeah, ones on schedule yet? We'll kick our season off March 16th in Nashville at Smoke on the Shores. So are oh, you doing that one? Yeah, we did that one last year, and we were really impressed with it. Um, really, the first big event in the Mid-Atlantic region is uh, Urbana at Barbecue with us, or Barbecue Gives Back, um, and that's the following weekend. So it's kind of a good comp for us to go. i got family in Nashville, so they come up and see us. So it's kind of a good place for us to go knock the dust off before we kick it off here in the Mid-Atlantic region. So. That's the same venue the Invitational's at, I think, isn't it? Yep. Yep, it's at the – What uh, is that – it's the Tennessee State Fairgrounds. What's that? Is that is that a pretty nice area? Comment? Yeah, it's 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 like, a nice, uh, a lot of hookups, um, flat, so laid out real well. Um, big area for the cooks meeting and everything. So it should be pretty good for the Invitational this year. And you're you're only like twenty minutes from downtown Nashville, so it works out pretty good. That's nice. So, Alan, what's your first contest going to be? Uh, first one I'm cooking is Minnesota in May this year. Oh wow, you're not you're not starting for a little while. You're not gracing yeah. us at the Royal this year. Uh, nope. Uh, we have um, uh, we have a pretty big event going on at the store that weekend. Uh, it's our big Grillapalooza sale, is what we call it. It's a pretty pretty big weekend for us, and then Altoona. Um, I'm actually working a booth at uh, Home Show, Home and Garden Expo for the store. So that interferes with Altoona, but I'm going to dial it back this year quite a bit and um, not cook near as much as I have. Don't let him tell you that because it'll be June and he'll be 15 in talking about his dial on the back. <laughs> so are you going to kick my butt? Right. Are you going to kick my butt the Invitational again, or are you going to go to it this year? Uh, I will not be going. Nah. So. That, uh, I mean, it's, it's the date, right? For me, I mean, I, yes. I would love to go down there, but that's one of our 
I mean, Memorial Day is one of the big major holidays for barbecuing. So yes, it is. Um, trying to step away from the store for that. I just, I don't quite feel right with it. Um, but I hope everyone has a blast down there. I've heard nothing but good things about that venue and I'm sure it's going to be a blast. Um, so best of luck to everyone who does make that trip and hopefully I will make it back there someday. Yeah. We'll be, uh, we'll start the season off in Culeta and then, um, take the week. And that's, ah. I think the second weekend of March. And then we'll take the weekend after that off or whatever St. Robert is. We won't do St. Robert. Um, I've been playing around with the idea of coming down to uh, do the state contest at the, the Backyard Royal. Joel's been, um, Joel from Meet Rushmore has been heavily talking to me about that. And that's one that if you do that, you can roll in Saturday morning and leave Saturday afternoon. So that's pretty easy. Um, and then we're signed up for uh, Smoke in the Spring is the other one. So those will be the first two for us. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the whole season looks like right now. We won't, we won't hit probably the 25, 26 that we did last year, but you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. You uh, kind of harder with a baby either strapped to you or in tow. Right. That's what we got to figure out. Luckily, yeah. luckily Q Lace is still during her maternity leave. So it's like, uh, Oh, we can try that one. I'm not going to lie. That just goes to show at the Royal that if you just, you have to be consistent. I mean, it's that's you just can't tank a category. I it's always a crapshoot who gets kind of because the teams you think are in the hunt, they didn't get a call on something, and it's just so. Congrats on that for you and David. So I'm not gonna lie, man. I, I was leaving. Uh, I, I thought it was over because we only had that one brisket call, but you know, you nailed it. it uh, consistent cook and keep the faith, I guess. Well, and we that's just what's come. so damn funny is for the for the invitational, we only had a brisket call. That's all it was. Yeah, and so we're just sitting there. It's like, oh, cool. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I I don't know if I told this story to everybody here. It's it's super quick, but it literally. So uh, we were gonna. The plan was us, and then you know the group of people we were sitting around. Everybody was supposed to bring sandwiches, and so we were supposed to just sit during awards at the invitational eat sandwiches. But when we brought food, well, as we're walking down to the invitational, I decided that. I'm like, I'm going to eat an edible, which apologies to the show for that, but I'm going to do that. Well, it kicked in about five minutes before that call. Um, and so we're sitting there and I'm just leaning back in my chair, kind of dazed and confused. And um, Josh DeWitt, JDQ, his wife, Jess, um, they're counting down, you know, 10, 5, 10, 9, 8, whatever. They get down to three and then she kind of looks at me and whispers, damn fine. And I swear to God, the guy calls it like two seconds after that. And my brain was like on a massive delay where I'm just sitting there going, <laughs> and like, it, yeah, that was the weirdest, most surreal out of body moment I've ever had. <laughs> so there's a photo of us on stage where I lift the trophy and I look absolutely psychotic. I think it's I've like, seen I've that bought, picture. It, it's a horrible photo of, like, of, of me as a person, but I bought that damn photo because I thought it was hilarious. Everybody, everybody that seems like, which has got to be a, just a complete shock to anybody, but you see almost everybody that lifts that trophy, they're just like in a daze. Like it's insane. David, how quickly did you come to the realization that that thing was heavier than shit? Dude, I so I tried to lift that trophy when I got home like the <laughs> next day. 
and I had that thing over my head like three times that night, and I was like, dude, I don't, that like that was pure adrenaline because like I, I I had one in me like after 24 hours of sleep, like that was it. But that was pure adrenaline. But I mean, I saw Keith from Love to Q who came who got came through, and he lifted it. And he held that shit above his head for so long. Yeah. I got on stage, lifted it up immediately. Went, and I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know that's it was awesome to see 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 everyone uh, get up on stage, man. That was a, that was a great experience, right? So, yeah, it was hella cool. Has well, any of you gone through and played with your recipes, or are you guys running the same stuff this year? I, I mean, I I will run probably ninety five percent the same stuff that we did last year. Um, I am taking a little bit of a look at our rib sauce. Because at the very end of the year, the ribs started to kind of tail off a little bit. So I just want to try a couple different things. Um, but otherwise, we'll stick with what we have. It's I feel comfortable with it, and it hasn't really let us down to this point, at least. I don't. I mean, flavors haven't or taste scores haven't really been the thing that if we screw something up, it hasn't really been taste. It's been more tenderness. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same boat. I'm not really. We were pretty consistent last year, at least on the chicken and ribs. So at the, anything, I might play around a little bit on, on pork. And then we've got two backyard contests this year. That's four meat, so we'll be doing brisket. Um, so just working on a, a brisket profile that I'm happy with. But chicken and ribs, it'll be the same thing that we, we did really good with last year. No, no change up there. And I think from my, my perspective, Brian, um, we're going to look to keep things the same until they uh, – so they proved to not do well anymore or until we hit a rough patch. I am making uh, slight modifications to things for Houston, uh, just kind of throwing darts to see, you know, what a Texas judge, because that that's not a certified judge, so to speak. Those are kind of just uh, people off the street. So trying to tame my flavor to, you know, what I think a Texas person might enjoy a little bit more, which is probably likely more salt, pepper and garlic kind of based things and less sweet uh, that you might find in KCBS and maybe dial in a little bit more heat there. So. Um, but I think from a case BS perspective, things, uh, things for us will pretty much stay the same. I hear Texas is bacon and marshmallow rub fans. <laughs> is that done yet? Uh, I actually showed Brad my dehydrated marshmallow this weekend. So amazing. I got yeah. the powder whenever I need it. I got to find the bacon powder now. <laughs> oh, you can do it. You can do it. Uh, I don't know if I'll, I'll find somewhere to use it in case BS dessert competition or something, maybe at the Jack, but. I don't know about throwing it down in Texas. We're going to keep it a little bit more PC for the folks down there, I guess. It'd be great on chicken. <laughs> yeah, when you go so when you go down to the Jack, um, the uh, the ancillary category, uh, so the uh, chef's choice or the um, or the dessert, literally just throw everything at that if you want even a remote chance of doing well. We uh, I maybe didn't, <laughs> and so we came in dead ass last in the yeah. chef's choice. Because my dad came with it a season. He's like, oh, I'll do it. And I forgot to tell him about it till Tuesday of that week. And he goes, well, shit, what are we going to do? And so he had one plan that he came up with. We got down to Lynchburg. And I go, yeah, that isn't going to work. We should just eat that for dinner. And so he goes, well, shit, I've got lamb shanks. And so we made lamb shanks. We came in dead ass last. <laughs> but it was, it was like, oh, okay. Turns out what wins is throw money at that. And apparently it comes out better than just turning in what you were going to have for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. prepare well, a little bit more yeah. yeah i completely forgot that was a category until that week because i was so focused on everything else that the uh the chef's choice 
thing. It didn't even occur to me. And so that was, you know, maybe hindsight, but we still yeah. had fun. Cool. It's the Jack, you know, just even being there is insane. Right. That's my bucket list cook. One of them. It's cool. It's cool. It's definitely experience. So what do you all think about the Royal being moved back this year? <laughs> I, I mean, personally, I like it. Um, I'm trying to like thinking about booby Q last year, the weather was not great. Right. So we all know that it could be pretty damn cold or pretty damn rainy or pretty damn unpleasant, but I love, I love the speedway as the setting to the Royal. And I definitely don't mind not sweating yeah. last year. I mean, dude, I thought it was like in the mid nineties when we were turning stuff in. So I'm not going to be mad about that not being the case. Um, and the rest of it will be kind of cool. I think if they do like a huge trunk or treat for kids and stuff like that, it could be a ton of fun. Like it'd be a, a kind of a different experience this year. The yeah. Halloween parties are going to be off the hook though. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be lots of, uh, lots of scantily clad women, barbecue women walking around, which could or could not be a bad thing. So it's, uh, and Mike it's, Peterson from fat and dumb too. Probably yeah, clad. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, there is that. Uh, definitely looking forward to seeing what Alan's going to wear for a Halloween costume down there. But, oh God. Um, yeah, I was going to say there might be some scantily clad barbecue men walking around. <laughs> you never know. Uh, I don't care what setting the roles in, man. I, I like cooking in the cold. So cold, hot, Scott, just bring it. Um, I'm a I'm a little concerned that the that it's kind of stacking up the end of the season for us there with having the the royal barbecues in there and then having to go to the jack. Uh, that's a lot of miles for us, so we're gonna have to drop something in there. And unfortunately, that's probably gonna have to be barbecue, just because yeah. that's you know that's eight hours from here to Missouri, and then another eight hours to go back the next weekend, and then all the way down. Is just- that lit- so? The jack is literally the two weekends before that, then. I believe that's how that oh, works. Oh, yeah, the kind of that middle weekend yeah. of October. Yeah. Yep. That's uh yes. yeah, that whole that whole trip last year from the Royal, then the next week, and then we went the Jack and then Royal Oak. It was I mean, we were gone for 14 days. It it wears on you, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh it's a lot of driving, a lot of window shield time and having a little one with activities and stuff. You don't want to miss out into that that too much. And we'll bring her with us to the Royal, but we're not gonna take her with us to the Jack. So let's uh I don't know. Of course, I say that now, but it's it's the end of January, and that's not till November. So we'll right, see. they were yeah. pretty they were pretty accommodating in some ways to kids at the Jack, and then not accommodating in others just because of the nature of where it was at. Yeah, like the dinner on the hill on the Friday night. I know kids weren't allowed at that, but I mean, there were like Saturday when you're doing all your tournaments and stuff. It's weird because it's almost like a public event, but it's <laughs> it's it's odd because there's just hundreds of people walking around and they all stop and they want to talk and do all that stuff while you're in the middle of the contest. But they had like, you know, they had bounce houses and stuff for kids out there then too. So yeah, it's a mixed huh. bag where that's concerned. Yeah. Daddy so, Dutch wants to know if David's going to Altoona. No, that's a hard pass. I'm going to be in Thailand on a beach, scantily clad. Cause that's the word of the night. <laughs> <laughs> He wins. <laughs> what most people don't realize about the Royal too is being on that speedway. There's nowhere to get out of that sun. It is. It takes a toll when it's hot. It's you're there for a few hours and you're already tired and worn out because you're sweating and it's hot. And 
it's a good it's a good chance to get try and get that gold bond sponsorship man that uh, that spray is that's, uh, it's a, it's, that is very a lifesaver. lifesaver that cooling effect is uh you know it, it works wonders especially for us barbecue medium guys you know that aren't exactly the skinniest in the world that's I, that's why I like my favorite contests are March April and May once the the Inventational was way too hot last year. I, oh. <laughs> I am curious. What is everyone's favorite contest that's been out here? Right. Um, I know Travis, you cook a lot out on the East Coast. If I was looking for an East Coast contest, where should I? Uh, where should I head? <clears throat> Man, really, you can't go wrong with any of them. But really, Pusacue, we did that one last year, and that needs to be on oh. everybody. Pusacue that's the one with the everybody. super cool wood trophies, right? Yes, that needs to be on everybody's bucket list. That that place was off the chain. It was a three day party. Every night, starting Thursday night, was free booze, free food, and free entertainment. Oh, wow. Friday night the same, and Saturday night was the same. I mean, they go all out. So hmm. put booze if you on your schedule. But as far as the East Coast goes, I mean, there's so many really good ones. Um, you know, we got Brad flies out to a couple of them. There's uh, one up in PA, Smoke on the Rails, that always has. Over a hundred teams combined, uh, backyard and pro. Uh, barbecue gives back. It's a two-day double. Uh, Smoke on the rails is a two-day double also. Um, there's a new one that's starting up in Williamsburg, Virginia, and the backdrop is the is Williamsburg. So a lot of historical stuff there. It's right on right on the water. Um, that's going to be a really good up and coming one in a few years. So we've got a lot of really good ones out here in the Maverick region. Nice. What about you, Ryan? Where are you going um, every year? Where am I going every year? Uh, I mean, obviously we'll do the Royal every year. It's hard when it's when it's in your backyard not to do it. Um, as long as Greg does barbecue, we'll do that. Even though I get curb stomped every single time. Um, and then uh, Corey Linton puts on smoke in the spring, which will be one of the first ones to do this year. That's just a super fun contest. He does that right. Yeah, I couldn't agree. I've heard good things about that one. Yeah. Mr. Larry Moore, what do you got? Uh, well, I think bringing home the bacon is always going to be top of the list for us. Um, that one's just, you know, David, we've got a lot to offer for the kids. Uh, it's a beautiful campground. Uh, Keith and Lori always run a, a good contest. Um Boomer Backyard down in Canton, Minnesota. It's a very small contest. Uh, it's normally capped at like 18 teams just because they're limited on size. But the town is a town of like 300 people, and it's their uh, day off, as they call it. And they shut the little town down for the whole weekend. And it is an absolute party. Um, I, too, get curb stomped at that one every year. Um, but... I absolutely love it. And Brady Bergy, he is just a fantastic organizer. And then if I've got to travel far for one, um, booby Greg and the gang do a great job with that one. Mm-hmm. I want to hit that Jimmy Jam that uh, Josh Hess hit up in GC'd. That was yeah, that that cool. Florida? I think that's down in Florida. Yeah. Cool. Where do yeah, you normally like to? What's one that you like to hit up? I know you said you did, last time we talked that you didn't do a lot of a lot of cooking, but you got a favorite? 
Oh, I, I my favorite's always been the Royal. Yeah. What about you, Brad? Yep, backyard Royal. I want to. I'm hoping to get hit to the real Royal this, well, the Masters Royal. Um, but yeah, for sure the backyard Royal. I don't know. It's just something about that area. I just enjoyed it. I mean, it's actually pretty. A lot of people complain about communication with the backyard Royal, which there is. They need to get a little better about communicating, but. It always kind of kicks off my year, and I enjoy it. That's a rough plus. It was kind of the first sanctioned I did, first sanctioned comp I did, so it kind of has a special place. So. From a backyard perspective, is that rough? Like your first comp of the season is like a, a championship one, like a big a big one. So you got to be on your game. Like do you guys, like I, I guess Alan, I know prepared a bunch before he went down there. Did, did, is it likewise the same? Ryan, did you cook that one too? That was my very first contest, and we won it, so it gave me that false sense of accomplishment. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of fucked me up. No, actually. That's why I scheduled an unsanctioned rib cook about middle of February, because I'm always so rusty at the Royal. So that way, at least I'll have cooked something for – shake some of the rust off. No, it's fun, though. I think it's neat because it's down in the bottoms where the Royal used – you know, where the normal Royal used to be. And it's yeah. it's kind of cool because it's definitely been a little bit of a revolving lineup of teams. Um, yes, but it's it's neat, right? Like it's it's just kind of cool to be down there and you know under a, under an overpass or or whatever. But uh, the bridge, yeah. Cool. Is yeah. uh is the security guard on the on the John Deere Gator that's uh, named Loud Betty still around there? I no it, idea. It was absolutely hammered the year we went. I've never made friends with a security guard. <laughs> oh, well, so that was the night uh, Furlongs did up to Picanha, and, like, we had the big shindig out in front of our trailer. But yes. he, he was driving by, and we were like, hey, man, like, we got plenty of food. Come grab a snack. And he came over, was absolutely hammered, and he's like, don't worry, boys. Me and old loud Betty, we got her taken care of tonight. Nobody's <laughs> touching any of you all stuff. I do remember <laughs> that now that you say it. Yeah. Oh, loud Betty. He, that was, he kept like, sneaking off around the corner, and we figured out he had him a bottle, like, around one of the buildings. <laughs> so he just kept, like, going back there and hitting the bottle, and he'd come back and make a lap. And so uh, uh, that, that was, was the that first was contest. That was the contest I got introduced to roll them as I was going to the bathroom. That was the interesting way to get accustomed to cut the competition barbecue. It seems like that's how everyone gets introduced to the rolling tables on the way to the bathroom. Yes. Yeah. When when Alan said he wasn't going to be in Tennessee, my first thought was, "Well, my liver thanks you." And then I went, "Oh wait, no, Joey could still be there." Yes. They had a lot of fun last last Invitational. I will say that is not one of my favorite comps, though. Like it is because it's the Invitational, but to rank it among the best is not. How do you guys feel I that it's like the third time in 18 months that they're cooking that thing, man? It's like right. That's let a brother to, have his year here. Yeah, no, they, they don't want no brother. You from Minnesota, they don't want us to have anything, man. You, you better get a few months. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. You got a point yeah. there, son. Yeah, but it, I don't know how you guys feel about that. Is it like to me? It seems like it's overkill a little bit, and I, I have a hard time trying to rationalize spending the money to travel all the way down to Tennessee to cook that contest again, right? Like, I still my fourth place ribbon still sitting here from the last one, right? So it's like, right, it's, it's super close. 
Like, I like it for the sense that, like, there's only a few contests throughout the year that you, you go, I'm going to see most of the people, right? Or you're going to yeah. see most of your buddies or people you don't see that often. Um, but, yeah, it's just it, – with it being a revolving date every single time, it's just kind of odd. And then also you go, okay, well, what's the criteria for getting in this year? You go, if it's in May, are they just letting everybody from last year? I guess or I guess that's what they're doing. Plus, some, yep. you know, people that got later – um, qualifications, but yeah, it's just kind of strange. Yeah. I don't know why they just won't stick with a location and a date and be done with it. That way you know every year when it's going to be. Well, I think they changed the location to try and accommodate all the teams, right? So, like, um, you know, it's a it's a hike for anyone to get into Tennessee, but, you know, if you're coming from the West Coast, it's even a further hike, right? And, um, you know, it's Kansas. It makes sense to have us in Kansas because that's kind of smack dab in the middle of the country, but, you know, if they're moving it out east, southeast this year, is next year is it going to go to southwest? Right? It's kind of I do not appreciate the unknown aspect of that. And maybe I hope they pick this weekend and they can stick with it. That would be pretty cool. Because um, Travis, what does this do for you with it being in Tennessee? Does that make it doable for you and a lot of guys out there? So, so the invitational is kind of a sore subject for me. We we did it twice. We did it in Oklahoma three years ago, and then we did it in Alabama two years ago. And we did really good both times, but when we left Alabama, we had a big discussion because being a backyard team going to the Invitational, we just seemed like, why were we wasting money? Because we didn't feel appreciated. Yeah. So we pretty much have said we're not going back to the Invitational. That's why we didn't go last year, and we have no plans to go this year, even though we're going to the same venue in March. Um, we just we decided we'd take whatever money we would have spent for the Invitational and go to a different comp every year. So. Uh, last year was Pusikyu, which after we went there and saw how, how we were treated, that's now a yearly big contest for us. But this year we're actually taking that money and we're going to Carrollton, Kentucky. Um, heard a lot of good things about that one. So, Is that how you guys are breaking it down? Is just like you guys' experience at a contest, like when you guys are putting together your calendars? Because, I mean, that, that plays in a little bit to our calendars. Like we think about contests that we like and we prioritize those and then – we, then we think about contests that uh, other contenders have said that they enjoyed and, and yes. how that seems feasible. Yes, absolutely. We have we have our contests that we do we'll do every year. We we'll, we will always do every competition in West Virginia just to support in state comps. Yeah. Um, then we have our our Mid Atlantic region comps that we always do. And what's good with the Mid Atlantic region is a lot of the organizers make sure that they don't plan their dates on the same weekend, even if one's in like North Carolina and one's up in Pennsylvania. Even though they could, in KCBS's eyes, they know it's going to kind of split people into region. So we're pretty lucky out here is that, that that doesn't happen. So we can pretty much make any competition in the region that we want. Um, this year is a little different for us because it's going to be our last year in backyard. So we're only doing three meat or four meat backyard contests this year. So that kind of cut the uh, our options in half. So basically, if it's any three meat or four meat backyard contest in our region, we're just going to go ahead and do it. Um, Carrollton, Kentucky is actually a four meat backyard with brisket added in. And then, uh, Nashville smoke on the shores this year is a three meat backyard. So it all kind of worked out for us. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll look at that a little bit, but like I said, we're kind of fortunate in our region that we don't have to really decide between one or two contests each weekend. Um, it's kind of laid out for us. So. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I've never kind of thought so of it is that the way thing just because go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, bud. No, I guess I was back to the invitational. Was it just the thing about them only announcing reserve and, and RGC and GC for backyard? 
Because that kind of a little, I mean, you don't have to pay them, but you would be nice, nice to at least announce top 10. Uh, there was a lot. Um, if you were in Oklahoma a few years ago, the banquet in Oklahoma was just over the top. It was really good. Uh, the banquet in Alabama, by the time we got to the food, they had already started running out of half the food. So we felt like we kind of got gypped on our, our ticket. We didn't get to really enjoy the food. Um, then there's just some miscues. You know, we, we were a, a turkey team of the year. I think we were 13th. And they had the trophies there, but we didn't get recognized at the banquet. We ended up having to screw up. And it, there were some other small little things throughout the whole weekend that were just like, you know what, that they're just – you look at CBA and what they do with their premier event, their invitation. When you look at other sanctioning bodies, SCA and other things, and you just see how over the top they make it for the teams. It's just, it, it just put a bad taste in my mouth because I felt like KCBS wasn't doing the same, um, especially if you're a backyard cook. Um, and, and we're seeing that again this year. They're only paying first and second, and they're paying, what, back to 15th for Master? So, and, and we saw that on the shout-out. I'm sure I stirred the hornet's nest on my comment. They did the shout-out and, you know, congratulated the past – Master Team World Champions, but they didn't even mention the Backyard World Champions. So of course, I commented and took yep. up for the Backyard World Champions. And, you know, if if they're going to try to say that Backyard is equal to the the Masters, there was a prime opportunity for them to to put their money where their mouth was and recognize the Backyard World Champions also. And you know, yep. it just seems like they're not. So, yeah, I will say they like. There is a work group for KCBS with Backyard, and there are changes that are being made. I don't think it's as fast as everyone would like it, but there are things that is happening. Uh, but, yeah, there's always room for improvement. Oh, Man, I, just, the Gadsden, I didn't even have a spot when I showed up to Gadsden. <laughs> I rolled up to the gate, and they were like, who are you? And I gave them my team name, and they were like, you're here? And I was like, dude, you just called me like four days ago, and – and ask me for all my trailer information after I emailed you everything. So. Yeah. I lost uh, my spot in Mayetta to a backyard team. So that's because <laughs> JP rolls with a 75-foot trailer, so it's fine. Yeah, something was huge. We're supposed to be sharing spot, and I get there. I actually get a call from Weez right before we get there. He goes, uh, JP neglected to tell them about the 10-foot tailgate that he has, so they, uh, they don't have a place for you. He goes, well, we've got space over here if you want to hang out with us. I said, all right, let's do that. That's why you were the compound. Another thing that kind of just irks me is those of us that went to Oklahoma back when Emily was still in KCBS, it seemed like everything was just on a good trend with Emily. It was was moving forward. The people under her were energetic about it and everything. And to me, it just seems like ever since Emily left, it seems like things have just been kind of a cluster. And I hope they get it straightened out. I really do. But until they do, I just, I can't do the invitational anymore. I'd rather spend my money somewhere else. So I know that's not, maybe not, that's probably an unpopular opinion amongst a lot of people, but that's, that's just how we're doing it. So. No, I get it. Like I said, it wasn't, it was a good fun contest because it was the invitational. It was the who's who. And you like Ryan said, you're going to see, you know, you're going to see almost everybody. But as far as it being a contest that I love for the, for the actual contest, I mean, it's all right. I, I'd much rather we would cook the backyard royal over the Invitational. Yeah. It, and the thing is, at least in our region, 
you look at look at Oklahoma and when it was in Alabama, I think the Mid Atlantic region had over twenty backyard teams show up for the Invitational. I think we had three last year, even though we had thirty at probably qualified. You know, I'm not the only person in this region that has that same feeling. So, I think we rolled in like ten deep to Pusikue last year, and this year we're probably rolling in twenty deep to Pusikue. So, it, that it's I won't say it's groupthink that way, but we all kind of have that same thought with the Invitational that if we're going to go and spend a lot of money to go to something, we're going to go to something that actually makes us feel like we want to be there. So. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, it's a lot of money, right? Like, it, regardless of whether it's in Oklahoma or Alabama, Mayette, Kansas, or Tennessee, even as a backyard team, you're still putting in, what, almost $700 to cook both contests. And then you got to add your travel expenses and anything else on top of that. So where it's not something that you can just go, yeah, fine, I'll cook it. Like you, it's a commitment yep. to do that. And so it has to be worthwhile in some form or another. Because I mean, none of us are afraid to lose money. I think we all have, but you know, it's, it's, if that's the cost, then, you know, there's gotta be some feeling that you're getting what you paid for. Wait, you guys are making money at this? Uh, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I am selling Machete Boy's uh, recipes on the black market. So, is that what you're doing with that book? <laughs> I think I'm funding my contest these days. Oh my goodness! Alan, I'll send you a message on Facebook. I'll, I'll <laughs> it'll get you first place. The recipe will get you a first place, but it will probably be revoked on like a Thursday. So. <laughs> <laughs> And and I don't give refunds, so <laughs> it's just because he can't count the change. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you got a good point there. Oh man! I just, but point. what's a good barbecue superstition that you guys have? Bushlight apple, man. That's why I'm not cooking that much this year. My bushlight apple stash is gone. What if it's really, really old or hot? Would you prefer to have a nasty bush light apple over not one at all? The ones I polished off at Booby Q expired in like November of 2021. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> they still tasted refreshing. Okay. That's in my rib wrap, though. Now what am I supposed to do? Switch the peach. Switch the uh, red's apple ale. Do you guys know Schmack Q? Mm -hmm. Yes. When we when we were in Gadsden for the KCBS Invitational, they were trying to do a little shigging and asking what I had in my rib wrap, and I told them Bushlight Apple. And they believed me, but they went out on a little excursion in town and could not find it. They legit put Red's Apple Ale in their rib wrap, and I think they finished. Like, they got like a sixth place rib call or something that day. <laughs> Well, there's probably yeah. enough citric acid in there to, to do what you're what uh, everybody's gonna do bush dropper. light apple impression, red's <laughs> apple oil. It's it's the citric acid that you're after. That's like what's in sodas and, and things like that. That's a by Tim and those guys are putting sun drop in their uh, their ribs, right? Because it just breaks the meat down a little differently. But yeah. Just find something with some high citric acid content. I don't have any superstitions, man. Um Every cook is its own beast, and I just uh, go into it uh, just trying to be consistent. Uh, but there's no – I don't have to drink a certain drink or make sure my tra my you know trailer's parked a certain way. I know there's teams out there that are like they have to be a certain certain way they're hooked up, but I don't really have any, any superstitions. Uh, 
not that I'm aware of. I'm sure somebody has noticed something, some tendencies that I have that are similar across contents, but I can't say I really have one. Yeah, I don't know if it's as much of a superstition as just a force of habit. Um, I'll take a Mountain Dew to awards with me, and I'll drink uh, one of those Starbucks Frappuccino drinks as soon as I put my big meats on. But that's usually because I'm like, when I get up at 4.30 in the morning, I'm like, I can't drink that shit straight away. But as soon as I put my big meats on, I'm like, all right, go to the fridge, grab that. But I, I mean, I don't know that it helps. I guess I'm the, I guess I'm the only one here with some superstitions. So normally, as soon as we leave the driveway, I, I crack open a Mountain Dew, and that's my first drink on the trip. Then the day of the cook at 11 o'clock on the dot, we put Davidson Brothers Band on the radio. That plays all the way through turn-ins, and right before every turn-in, we do everybody on, at the campsite does a shot of Peach Moonshine. Whether it's me, my dad, or innocent bystander walking by, if you're there, you're doing a shot of peach moon sand. So. <laughs> I uh, one uh, bird dog peach, bird dog peach is my uh, other superstition. So for nine twenty two, I got to have that. That's the only thing that I want when I roll at your place. Is the bird dog? All that, yeah, because all the other shit's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to get up there. I had that that day for Roland. I got to go to the East Coast and cook with them guys some and uh, introduce them to Roland. So I'm sure. I don't know how it is, but I can roll every time and nine times out of ten I'm getting Rumplemans or whatever the worst thing that you have is. Do you know they <laughs> fix that game, right? Like they, yeah, they they fix that game. I've heard stories. I've seen proof. Yeah. Well, oh, it's a, random, it's a random number yeah. draw. Yeah, but there's only three numbers involved out of 12. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, David's girlfriend, Alyssa, she she broke the rolling table at Booby Q. It's the first time anyone's ever thrown a bottle in the trash. She wasn't even there either. No, she just she was like, "Hey, this happy birthday! This is going on the the rolling table." And Joey from Furlongs, I came back. I think it was after like the Friday night potluck, and I'm like, "What happened to that Tabasco whiskey stuff that was up here that Alyssa sent?" He's like, "It's where it belongs," and he just gave this little like glance over at the trash can <laughs> it's like that's the one that broke the table well you won the game so do you guys have to have a certain time that you guys try to go to bed at friday night on at comps or do you just kind of whatever time you get your stuff done or whatever time you pass out from drinking so that, that, that's a loaded question for us. So we have, we do a lot of doubles. So Friday night, we're always pretty tame. We're usually in bed by like 10, 30, 11 at the latest. And it never fails. Usually Saturday night, about 10 o'clock, there ends up being about 20 to 30 people at the Golden Blue campsite. And we end up going through every liquor bottle in our trailer and everything. We end up crashing God knows what, 1, 1 30. And then we get up Sunday and end up granted the thing. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I like to be in bed by 10.30, but on doubles, it just never seems to happen on Saturday nights. I think for us, like, luckily, we don't, well, I don't drink, so I don't have a, a party usually going on at my site because it's lame like that. But uh, I usually am trying to wind down or lay down at 10.30. But most of the time at comps, I don't sleep very well anyway. Um, so it's like you're just tossing and turning all night. And I set an alarm just so I, I know that I won't miss getting up, but I, I still don't sleep very well. So it's just uh, maybe grab a, a very bad two, three hours of sleep. But I like to at least 
have the intention of going to bed early, but it doesn't seem to work out like that. Yeah, I'm not much of a drinker either. So it's, I mean, it depends on when I roll into a contest. Um, my work schedule and Kim's work schedule, sometimes we don't get there till four or five. So it's usually if I get done prepping, I'll go out and say hi and sit around with a couple people. But um, I'm usually, try, I try to go to bed between 10 and 11. But last year was great because Kim was pregnant. So she was she was in bed at 8.30. But um, I imagine this year will probably be a little different. Yeah, over two hours feedings. Get ready for that. There's no right, yeah. Anybody, yeah. She, yeah, she's <laughs> laughing in the background. I'm not sure if that's because she's like, oh, you think you're going to barbecue contest. <laughs> or she's planning on getting drunk with other people, so who knows. Oh, oh that's funny. Brian, you got a question? Yeah, has anyone done tofu yet? What's that? I had it for dinner last That's night. The one category I can win. Come on, tofu. Because your wife's vegetarian. I know. Is that Have honestly been- a KCBS category now? No. no, that's the April no. Fool's category. Oh. <laughs> Brian, have you been to Blue Koi in Leewood? Yes. Yeah, that's literally, we, we had that for dinner last night. Their fried tofu is super good. My <laughs> wife loved it. After, after having a baby, she's like, I want some Blue Koi. I go, I can make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Just because of my wife, I've had to learn how with she eats that stuff everywhere. I had to learn how to cook it. You got a homemade recipe for that awesome sauce? Cause that shit is the best. For no. I maybe I I wonder if they can sell me a bottle or something. Right. <laughs> I could break it down if they can, but <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I just she say I don't whatever. So how about spam? Anyone cook spam? <laughs> I did actually. Uh, before. Yeah. Um God, what was it? Oatana smoking in steel two years ago. Yeah, that's what they gave you guys for mystery meat, wasn't it? it was a can yeah. of spam. Yeah. And I forgot I had to do it. I, it was my first contest I cooked by myself. Uh so normally Allison and the kids are with me. Um so I was just so happy I made turn-ins and everything else. I forgot I had a mystery category to cook, and I ended up, like, frying it in a pan over my fire basket in the outlaw, and uh, I won. <laughs> Fried spam. Well, a little bacon wrapped and some raspberry chipotle. That stuff makes anything better, I hear. Yep. I don't know it's if it can make spam better. Spam is just like tofu. <laughs> I don't mind spam. I've never tried to cook it, but I didn't mind it growing up. It's like that little can of Vienna sausages. <laughs> yep. No, this, maybe I should. Maybe the next viral video will be bacon wrapped Vienna sausages, like little soldiers. There you go. Hey, I, I tell you, man, I used to have like 16 of those little Vienna sausage cans when I was in the desert in the military. Those were my extra little snacks. Oh. That's what I used to have for lunch whenever I worked underground in the mines because they didn't go bad. If I didn't get lunch the day or two, it would they just stayed in my lunch box. <laughs> but I did never I can't eat them now because I ate too damn many of them. They're worse than hot dogs. Yeah. So, so I think So we got Niners Chiefs again. What's your all pick? I mean, I got to go Chiefs. Well, yeah. I'm going yeah. Niners because I hate 
Taylor Swift. I don't hate Taylor hey, Swift. Hey, you stop that. I, I hate it. I'm sick of the Swifties and NFL being synonymous right. now. So as obnoxious as that's been the entire season, and trust me, it's even worse living here because it's on the news every night as well as every fucking day. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, I've kind of gained, a, and I hate to say it, gained a little bit of respect for her just because she's been at every game. Yeah. But I'm like, but it is kind of, it is kind of ridiculous. But it, I mean, but to be fair, and I would sell her out. I'd sell that whole, I, I'd sell her and Brittany Mahomes out for literally one more game with Jason Kelsey taking his shirt off. Yeah. I'd do, I'd do like a whole season Taylor Swift for one more Jason Kelsey situation. That was hilarious. You can take your shirt off if you want, <laughs> I just love, I love in that podcast, his wife goes, we're meeting Taylor for the first time. You need to be on your best behavior. And he goes, no, I'm taking my shirt off and getting super drunk. You know who you married. <laughs> Did you hear his whole goal was to uh, body climb a table during the tailgate? Yeah. Yeah. He failed miserably. Like yeah. that's a Bill's mafia thing. And that's crazy. Like, but he failed that one miserably, but. I, I I swear, like when they have people that aren't like part of like the Bills, uh, the Bills fandom or whatever, they they put tables that they know aren't going to break because you see the all the guys from the Bills jump through those things no problem, and everybody else always bounces off the top of them. It's hilarious. right, right. Yeah. Bills Mafia gets Walmart tables, and everyone else gets a sturdy Costco ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Travis, who are you rooting for? Well, I was rooting for the Lions, but I'm gonna yeah. have to go with 49ers just because I'm not that big of a fan of the Chiefs. So I guess so Swifty, I mean Allen, I'm guessing you're going for the Chiefs. No, I'm gonna go with the 49ers. What uh, the hell, Allen? You just said Taylor. I, I do love Tay Tay, but Debo Samuel is a South Carolina boy. So uh, what? No, he's rooting I know for, and he's rooting for the Niners. Yeah, Travis Kelsey's girlfriend's team. That's who he's rooting for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the same as that little girl on Instagram. Oh, who you you want to watch football? Yeah, who are you rooting for, Taylor? Yeah, <laughs> y'all haters gonna hate, 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 hate. I think that works really well for for the Chiefs right now, just because honestly, we all hated the Patriots for so long when they were doing what they were doing, and now I one hundred percent get it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're what? Day. We are the new Patriots. Where do you guys yeah, think Bill Belichick lands? Like, I thought he was going to go to Atlanta, but I'm surprised he hasn't gotten a gig yet. I don't think he is. Yeah, I don't think he will. So it's, what is it, Washington? Washington, Carolina, Seattle. Carolina, Seattle, Seattle. Washington, Seattle. I've heard Washington's got somebody. They just haven't really announced it. Word is they're getting the offensive coordinator from Detroit. That's it, it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense for him to go to Washington, really. I don't know. Maybe he just sits it out for a year. That and I think Vrabel is probably going to Seattle. Oh yeah, I forgot Pete Carroll's done now too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Did, a lot he, of coaches. did he get another job or did he just retire? No, they're they're keeping well, him on as a yeah. Like he's staying with Seattle. He's going up to the front office. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I think they pushed him out because he's too old, for lack of a better thing. Vrabel would be a good fit up there, though. But I think so too. Thing I was reading today said Belichick hasn't even had a single interview. He had one interview, I forget where it was, and they ended up passing on him. To be fair, he even, like he doesn't even seem like the type of guy that would need to really interview for the job. The hell like, of a rest. Well, takes, I he mean, just takes a picture of the rings and just goes, you know, you know what you want. Like, well, I think Brady's the one that got him the rings. Look how good he's done since Brady left. Right. 
Yeah. No, I mean, I, I tend to agree that there's a little bit of that too, but yeah, I just, I, I don't, he doesn't yeah. strike me as the type of guy that would go, go through an interview process particularly well. Yeah. Well, that in six rings still looks pretty damn good on a resume. Yeah. Yeah. My thought with him is he won't go anywhere this year. Dallas will have another season like they did. Jones will get rid of McCarthy and then they'll get Bell and check down in Dallas. That's what I'm shocked. That that's what I think do it after that game. That's just becoming the dust bowl down there. It's like all oh, the whole front office would be old. The average eight would be like 85 or something. Be crazy. <laughs> they well, old, that's for sure. I for sure Cowboys wouldn't choke this year. Nope. Are you a Cowboys fan? No. But I just watch it every year going, they got to do decent one of these years. And it's just they do decent and they make the playoffs. It's kind of like how the Chiefs used to be where they just make it and then something would happen and quarterback would get passed batted back to himself and they'd run for a touchdown like they did against the Titans. Hey, try being a Miami fan like me. <laughs> how are you from – how are you from the – where – you're in West Virginia, right? He's from West Virginia. I'm like an hour and a half from Baltimore. How, you're not a Ravens fan? You're a Miami Ravens fan, fan a Redskins fan? Now give me Miami all day long. Is, is that is that always been your team? Yeah, I grew up during the Dan Marino era, man. Oh. Which is funny because being a WVU fan, we hate Pitt and he was a good player. So figure that one out. That's wild. So, Brian, you got anything else? I'm not fresh out of questions. No, nope, I'm good. Well, thank you guys for coming on. I'll let the uh, – East East Coast people get to bed. Thank you. And Ryan, congrats again, man. Yes, yes. Congrats, Ryan. Welcome to the club. The fun yes. starts now. Talk, yeah, talk to us in the year. 100%. Yeah, we can officially take Dan Fine out of contention for doing anything competitively this year. So that'll be fun. Well, hey, no. good luck to everybody this year, guys. Hey, good luck. Yeah, you too. Have a good season, guys. Yes, See thanks, you guys. Take care. Later. See ya.